This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Welcome back to Drive the Lane. Ohio State football is still undefeated. We talk about the game against Rutgers. We talk about the upcoming game against Michigan State. We talk about our dream guests on Drive the Lane, and we have a great interview with John Diebler, who is now the, am I getting this right, Joey, director of recruiting for Butler? That's right. That's an easy one. That's Is it the same as, a, as his brother? Uh, no, his brother's the, like, associate head coach at Ohio State. But he also runs the recruiting, doesn't he? Well, he's, like, the main, I mean, he is recruiting his butt off, yeah, but but the assistant coaches are the guys who can like visit and recruit actually. But before we talk about all that, (laughs) we got to talk about our presenting sponsor brain fuel. They're the presenting sponsors of football season. They're the presenting sponsors of basketball season. And this week we are awarding the brain fuel player of the week to Mayan Williams, who went absolutely off almost 200 total yards and five touchdowns it was incredible he looks like he's drinking brain fuel spencer dinwiddie and marcus smart and io they're drinking brain fuel and you guys can drink brain fuel too all you got to do is go to b-r-e-i-n-f-u-e-l.com to order some brain fuel and guess what if you're in chicago all you got to do is pop on into 7-eleven and get some brain fuel joey what else are people going to be able to do in chicago that in a month that also happens to be sponsored by brain fuel month from today. It's funny you say that, Andrew, I was about to say, you know, what else has brain fuel or, you know, where else you can get brain fuel. That would be at the butcher's tap, uh, November 4th, one month from today. Um, we're thinking six 30, right? Andrew, that's seven o'clock ish around that time. Um, drive the lane live show. Uh, live, or as we, live the lane, or as we like to call it live the lane. Um, it'll be a blast. Um, you know, it'll be us with a couple of different guests. We don't want to say who yet because they'll probably back out like John Diebler did last week. Um, but no, we have some awesome, awesome guests prepared to, to come on and uh, be in person, be on the phone uh, for us. A uh, couple giveaways, some, some promotional drinks, we're assuming. Um, and, and I think, Andrew, you have even some more details. Yeah, I mean, Butcher's Tap has a big tailgate for the Ohio State-Northwestern game the next day. They're going to be giving away some tickets at that. Um, we're going to be attending that. Hopefully, we got. there's going to be a lot of fun things to give away and give out. And also, what's gr- cool, as we mentioned, it's presented by Brain Fuel. It's actually Bulls versus Celtics that night. And Io is a Brain Fuel athlete. Marcus Smart's a Brain Fuel athlete. So, it's a Brain Fuel athlete battle during the show presented by brain fuel and for you bulls fans out there maybe you're a celtics fan because sullinger and turner both played on the celtics maybe you're a bulls fan come watch the bulls and the celtics and we're gonna have a great time at butcher's tap that's november 4th but that is enough about brain fuel that is enough about the live show god i cannot wait for the live show three years in the making i know to do another one i know and honestly Enough about Ohio State football. We are at the point in the season where it's like they're either going to blow the team out or it's going to be a disappointing result, which I think is the boring part of the season. Like, I want to fast forward to the Penn State game. I don't know how you're feeling. There's only one game in the next 20 days I saw. Yeah, so, I mean, Andrew, here's the deal. I got my haircut today. I'm talking to my barber, which everybody knows out there. When you get your haircut, you talk about sports. It's just what you do. And we sit down, and Kevin, shout out to Kevin if you're listening, he goes, man, how about the Bears? And I'm like, dude, that's not a, not a good way to start because he's an Eagles fan. I'm like, that's just not fair. Like, why are you bringing up the Bears right away? And he said, you must be ready for basketball season. I said, I am, and it's twofold. Number one, because the Bears, who cares about the season? But more so because of the latter, which you're referring to is, Ohio State football is amazing. They're, they're the number one team I care about in terms of football, right? Like, they are my professional team. I will die for the Buckeyes, right? Like, I, we all get it. But the, but the games are irrelevant until the end of the season, until we play Penn State, until we play the four games at the end of the year that are Michigan, Big Ten Championship game, playoff game, playoff game. Those are the only relevant games that, like, it's not about winning these games in October 
um, and September, right? It's about winning games in, in November and December. So it, it's insane that we have the incredible luxury to be Ohio State fans and to only care about the end of the season. But the truth of the matter is, it's always championship or bust. So it's it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to be playing in these important games at the end of the year. It's like, can we would both like to just fast forward and get to those games now because it's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm pulling up the schedule. Um, Michigan State is is terrible. terrible. They, they should beat Michigan State by a hundred, and then it's a bye week, and then Iowa, and then Penn State. But they from October it's terrible 8th, too. So after after the game this weekend, they'll play one game in 20 days, because which sounds which sounds like a like oh it's football one game in 20 days but normally there's a game every seven days and this it's there's a game on the 22nd against Iowa and then the 29th but it's it's two weeks off basically and then so there's not a lot of football the next. <laughs> The next few weeks is what I'm trying to say. And then after this is pretty crazy. There's three football games and then the live show basketball season starts and then the Northwestern game. So basketball season is going to be here, here before we know it. We know that, let me see. Let me see if Stroud is still the favorite. Maybe it's Mayan Williams now is the favorite for the Heisman. Yeah. Sheesh. I bet on the wrong running back, Andrew, apparently. I know. People are always looking for stuff to complain about. Ohio state has, is complaining about the starting um, the starting running back. So the Heisman favorite is still Stroud, overwhelming favorite, plus 150. Caleb Williams is plus 500. Bryce Young plus 1,000, but he might be out. I mean, it's going to come down to – it's going to come down to does USC make the playoff? If yeah, USC makes the playoffs, it'll probably be Caleb Williams. Ohio State – doesn't lose it'll probably be Stroud and Ohio State is now the favorite tied with Georgia to win the championship so uh, it's funny you bring up Georgia Andrew sorry again we just there deserves to be a Missouri minute for the two losses that Missouri has had the last two weeks I I know you don't want to talk about it um but <laughs> dude maybe this is a, a a moral victory for you guys um does Georgia like did they show their true colors? Is it the classic SEC bias of, well, there it was a hard-fought win versus what Ohio State struggles like, has a game like that? See, I already said it. They struggled versus Georgia was like, that's a hard-fought win. Like, is that I fair? Mean, I, I think people overreact to, oh, Ohio State struggles against Notre Dame and they dropped Georgia. Struggled. They did drop. They dropped to two. Like, they 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 won the national championship last year and they're undefeated this year. They shouldn't. I still think they should still be number one. They won, you yeah. know. Like yeah. I I don't buy into that. Oh Ohio State, they always drop them. They're three, and if they go undefeated, they're going to be in the playoff. It's like uh, what I what I hate what I hate, and I think that a lot of people share this opinion. Rankings shouldn't even exist until six weeks into the year, five weeks into the year, until conference play starts or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like these teams are ranked. Yeah. We haven't seen in theory, you haven't seen them play. Like, that's just so ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, it's, that, it's, it's, it's kind of the, same the thing. problem. A little it's bit. kind of the same thing, not having rankings until week five or having them either way, come week six, the rankings would be the same, whether you uh, yeah, uh, yeah. ranked right. before or not. So I, I actually think there's more movement in the top three than before. Normally the number one team, no matter what happens, if they win, they're number one, number two, right. they're number two. So I don't know. I, I, people are bored with Ohio state football and that's why they're arguing about mm-hmm. that kind of bullshit. I mean, it well, could be worse. You could be a Michigan state football fan. I mean, you could just be a Michigan state fan and the basketball team hasn't done anything in a few years and the football team. Jeez, oh my God. We're just going at Michigan state. No, no, I'm not, I'm not like attacking Michigan state. I'm I, well, I guess I technically am. What I'm saying is like, that's what you're complaining about that Georgia didn't fall enough for winning and winning the national championship last year and being undefeated. Like if Ohio state won the national championship last year, they would be okay to lose a close game. Yes, I agree. And guess what? Ohio State, C.J. Stroud didn't look very good. So if there's any week <laughs> not complain about rankings, and they didn't drop. The team in front of them, just, it's – it's. I don't, can we be done talking about rankings? Yes, yes. 
Ohio State football is fine. We'll see you in we'll talk we'll talk about Ohio State football again in November, even though we'll talk about them next week. But um let's get to uh wait, hot take, hot take. Sorry, hot, I'm going back. Hot take. I would be fine with a close game against Michigan State. Give me something that I'm not like bored in the in the yeah, second Rutgers, the first quarter. When Rutgers scored the first touchdown, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then it was like 28 0 run. I texted him, I texted my brother, final score is going to be 42 10 after Rutgers scored. And I was off by one Ohio State touchdown. So that's pretty funny. All right, but moving on to the next segment. You you segue to the segment. I'll segue into the segment. Um last week we touched on it because it all came up because we had John Debuer ready to go and then like 10 minutes before we started recording, he was like, you guys aren't going to believe this, but turns out we're having guests over for dinner tonight. And the guests just so happened to be the Odin family, which is hilarious. But, um, but he said, uh, can we push to next week? And we said, sure. So then we just did me, uh, did an OG me and Andrew episode and it prompted us to say, well, who should we have on? You know, we've, we've run the gamut of a bunch of Ohio state guys, which we love. Um, we're willing to obviously spread our wings and fly a little bit, but we like what we've got going here. We like our Ohio state guests. We like catching up with old guys. We like bringing in new guys, but me and Andrew decided we are going to each bring five guys to the table of, Hey, these are guys that we should have on, whether they're guys that we should have on and we'll never ever get the opportunity to have on, or they're guys that are very much in our grasp of our Ohio state network or it's somewhere in between. We each have five guys not the burger that John Diebler talks about in our, in our interview. Uh, we each have five guys that we think would be great guests on the show. And we also, we also didn't share lists, so there could be overlap. We did not share lists. I have a bunch of honorable mentions as well. I told Andrew before we started recording the way my list goes is five guys. Obviously I did two football themed kind of guests two basketball sort of themed kind of guests. And then the last one is like a, Total Hail Mary, most ridiculous guys you could think of. No way they'd ever come on. No affiliation to Ohio State. S- sport, life, whatever. Um, that's those are those are the the guys that that uh that kind of rounded out uh my five for me. I, Andrew, I don't know if you followed anything like that. I have I have five guys, you know, four are football, one are basketball, because with the exception of kind of the one guy I'll say, um, yeah, I feel like the same guys that we have. I feel like we've kind of hit it. I have I have one honorable mention basketball, and then I have three not in my five list that are like would be crazy, kind of impossible. But I have, I have so many guys. <laughs> let's go. Let's go with our five. Five. Yeah, I have five guys, but just so you know, I have one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Honorable mention, and one of, and then at the end, I put list goes on. <laughs> so um, I can spew out a lot of guys, but yeah, let's go with our five. Should we go one for one? I think we, yeah, let's do one for one. But then we'll talk about it after. Let's just get them all out there. Okay, sure. You you go first. All right, my first guy is a football guy. Um, and that's so funny. I can't wait to see if this is not a draft. We're not stealing guys from each other. At the end of the day, it's for the benefit of both of us. Um, the wide receiver coach, Brian Hartlock. <laughs> that's, that's literally my, my number one also. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's because we've talked about it before. I mean, yeah. Do you have D'Angelo Russell on your list? Uh, I do. Okay. So D'Lo and Hartline, we both have. Yes. And now I think our next three will vary. Yes, I agree. So we're not going to talk about the guys while they're fresh in our mind right now. We're just going to go through. Our no, list. we can, we can talk about D low and Hardline, but we've gone on and on and on kind of about both of those guys. Yeah. Which is so, just, both yeah. Yeah. To be brief, obviously D'Angelo, we've gone back and forth with him on Twitter. I've seen him in person. Like we're, it's only a matter of time before we have him on the, the line is in the water as we speak to try and get him on. Um, just, it's just so funny because every other guy that I'm one year removed from at Ohio state, like I could shoot him a text and they would come on. But it just so happens that, you know, he was the second overall pick in the draft and he just doesn't come back to Ohio State as much because, you know, Holman wasn't his coach and blah, 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 whatever, right? I mean, he does come back enough. Like, that's not the point I'm getting at. 
he would be his stories would just be incredible. I would love to have him and JT on together or him and Bulls on together. Like he said before, that would just be an awesome interview. And then Brian Hartline, obviously we've talked about at nauseum. The dude basically runs recruiting for Ohio state. He's going to be a head coach somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the head coach in waiting right now at Ohio state, um, soon to be the offensive coordinator type deal. And then the head coach in waiting type of deal. I would have no, I, I would not be surprised if that was the case. We love him. He's so charismatic. Well, that's, he's hilarious. That's why he, he's on my list because we won't be able to get him once he's the head coach. Right. Yeah. So. And he's retweeted one of my tweets. Like, come on coach. We, we know you're out there. Like, yeah, come on the show. He, he's someone that we like probably could have gotten on very easily before he came back to Ohio state. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like when he was like the former Browns wide receiver, Brian Hartley. Yeah, like when he was like similar to Posey, you like similar stature yeah. as Posey, but and now he's just the ultimate stud. Maybe it's in the cards. All right. Let yeah, me go. Both, both guys that are super realistic. I would say. Yeah. My next one is less realistic, Agreed. but same, same level as Jay Billis, which makes me think it's kind of realistic. Oh. And it's Kirk Herbstreet. Great one. Oh, that's so – that's phenomenal. Like, like, would be crazy if we had him on just because he's so busy. But, like, even if you take out the fact that he played at Ohio State, which a lot of non-Ohio State fans may not know. But – Right. But – like, I don't know where, like, Chris Collinsworth played football. Um, yeah. But Herb Street would be awesome if you take out the fact that he played at Ohio State just because all his stories, all his experience. But then add that in, he would be awesome. And he has, like, the most experience ever being in media that, like, it would he would be great. So he's, yeah. he's, on, he's on my list. Who's your next one? That's so good. Mine is on a similar wave, like, more of D, to D'Angelo. In, in that world. And that's Justin Fields. Um, I think Justin Fields being three weeks ago, maybe <laughs> I know. Hopefully he's still starting quarterback when we, when we have him on, but um, no, that's not, that's not funny, Justin. I'm not making a joke. Um, uh, I think that <clears throat> he was obviously, he wasn't the quarterback when I was in school, but he then became my quarterback when he got drafted by the bears and it's it's so unique to have the guy that you rooted for when he was in college be the guy you root for in the NFL too as like the quarterback like that's just amazing um so I think that I'm sure he's a uh, I mean I'm sure he would have more fun in an interview with us than he does when he talks to the to you know maybe the quote-unquote boring media that he talks to every single day uh I just think that there's few people more relevant in terms of professional football player Buckeyes than Justin Fields so that's uh, and that's a great segue into mine, which is Ezekiel Elliott, because I think his, oh, I think I feel like even though he wasn't a quarterback, he's a little more deeply rooted to Ohio State because he didn't tr- he didn't transfer in, you know he he won the first championship in a while, Fields didn't win the championship, and he had four touchdowns in the championship game, like I I I think. Ohio State fans were maybe bigger Zeke fans because also running back is just like such like a obviously quarterback is the most important position, but like Ohio State's quarterbacks kind of all pump out similar stats, at least the yeah. last and Ohio State's running backs have been incredible. But Zeke was like this got like this is he he went what fifth overall in the draft? Like Zeke yeah. was fourth, I think maybe. Not yeah, Zeke fourth. was the guy and um I've always I've always had him in my list of, of dream guests and everyone we have on that knows him tells funny Zeke stories. Right. That's that's, that's what I was going to say is he's the classic guy that's like, oh, man, Zeke, I don't know if I can tell that story. Right. You know? right. So I would love to have him on and, and push the line with him, which would be great. Um, and then who else you got? One of my last my last guy in this realm of realistic possibilities um, is basketball professional basketball no affiliation to ohio state but an affiliation to the state of ohio richard jefferson that's funny i almost had him on there that's a good one i richard jefferson is he i've been such a huge fan of his for so long when he did the road tripping podcast it was so stinking good 
like him and Channing Fry were so funny together. Channing Fry is on my honorable mention. Um, Channing Fry, I told him to come to the Ohio State basketball tailgate one time, and he hit me back and was like, "I would, thank you for the invite, but I'm trying to stay low key." But like, like it's it's those guys are just amazing. Um, they're hilarious, great basketball players. They won a championship for the state of Ohio for Cleveland, right? I mean, like for the city of Cleveland. Um, just such easy guys to root for. They're they're just so charismatic. They would be so funny. And Richard Jefferson has been so successful in media and calling games and stuff in the few years that he's been in it. I mean, I just think he'd be a home run. I love it. That's a great answer. My, my last one. Um, I mean, I could put someone basketball in there, but I'm going to keep my list as it is. And it's Mike Vrabel. Um, and I don't think it's that unrealistic because we've had urban, we've had Vrabel's, you know, teammates or guys he's coached. Like it wouldn't be, that's definitely an off season interview. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's as unobtainable as you would maybe when you hear, as you would maybe think when you hear like NFL head coach, because we can flaunt so many other players that he has connections with. So I got, I got Mike Vrabel on my list. Okay. Well, you said attainable. My last guy is unbelievably unattainable. There's no chance. Um, it has nothing to do with Ohio state, nothing to do with basketball, nothing to do with football, Tiger Woods, <laughs> but that's just because the theme of my thing was I did two guys for football, two guys for basketball, one guy that was unrealistic. Yeah. Tiger Woods has always been my favorite athlete beyond basketball, even including basketball at some points in my life. Um, I, it would just be, you know, whenever someone says, you know, what four dinner guests do you want or who would be in your foursome? Like he's always in, he's always the answer for those. So I feel like I just had to put him. Um, There's no point even wasting time about him. I do want to go through some of my honorable mentions that are realistic and then end with my honorable mentions that are unbelievably unrealistic. First, let's get out of the way. LeBron. Hold on. Why don't don't we each do two unrealistics and then two incredibly unrealistic? I love love my unrealistics. I have to read them all. Nine people you're going to read right now? No, well, I have I have realistic honorable mentions that are that are, I mean, take off LeBron. Um, I mean, my realistic ones are guys like Ryan Day, Shazier, Johnny Dixon, Gus Johnson, um, Mike Connolly. That's like a very realistic. I have him on mine too, and and Channing Fry, who we already talked about. Who do you have for the realistic ones? Realistic, I have Mike Connolly also, and then I have. Pat McAfee. I loved, yeah, I had Pat, Pat, I was, when you started talking about Kirk Hershey, I was like, well, why don't we have Pat McAfee? Yeah, so, but Pat is probably way more unrealistic than Kirk Herbstreit, I feel like. Oh, yeah, no chance. Yeah, yeah, no chance. Um, What about unrealistic guys? I I, I actually think Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreit are probably most unrealistic because of schedule, like, more than anything else. Like, the guys who have, like, one thing a week or like they have the same schedule throughout the week. Like Zeke has practice every day, but you know, there's probably three hours or so a day where he like is doing nothing and would be able to do a zoom like McAfee and Herbstreit are fucking flying all over the country nonstop. McAfee's got a show that he's in studio for every day, does the wrestling stuff. So like schedule wise, that's probably, but then my, my two, like out of this world impossible. Number one is Dwayne Wade. Um, Dwayne Wade. I kind of have him because I didn't want to say LeBron, but also I feel like he would just be really cool on a podcast. And then the other one I have, which is completely random, but we could connect it to basketball because of his recent movie is Adam Sandler. Yeah. I, Adam Sandler would be amazing. Um, I, I have plenty of guys that are on that wavelength. Um, my list in no particular order, <laughs> Steph Curry, um, Barack Obama, Tom Holland, the King of England, um, Big Cat, and Ryan Reynolds. Some of them are a lot more famous than others, but I like it. I mean, who's more, is Big Cat more famous than Tom, than Tom Holland? No. 
I know he's not, but like, no, it's not crazy. I it guarantee is- you, you can walk into a bar and more people know who Big Cat is than Tom Holland. Not in the world, maybe in, in <clears throat> Chicago. Is Big Cat more? Uh, Big Cat's not more famous than anybody on that list. Is Obama more famous than the King of England? Yes. The King of England. <laughs> that's that's who made my list. The King of England's been the king for five minutes. Yeah, I know. I was there when the Queen died. That's why yeah. I want him on the show. Tell my story. Yeah. Could you imagine sitting down to Zoom and it's the fucking King of England? <laughs> what if he did like a bracket reveal on the show? <laughs> what if he's like, oh, Brainfield? Like, I love Brainfield. <laughs> That would be crazy. Shout out Brainfield. <laughs> oh man. So speaking of non or speaking of very easily attainable guests, should we get to our interview with John Diebler? Please. I want nothing more. <laughs> All right. Here's John Diebler. All right. Join us now on Drive the Lane in an attempt to be the most frequent guest of all time. <laughs> John Diebler, welcome back to the show. Yes. Thank you for having me back. It's about time. But we didn't even, Andrew, it was such a soft intro. I mean, it, since we last talked to John Diebler, he has no affiliation to Ohio State basketball anymore. He is Butler Bulldog. What are, what are you, director of recruiting? Director of recruiting. Director of recruiting. You coach John Diebler. Do you feel any different being a coach? Do you, do you like, wake up with more energy? What, what, what's going on? I always have energy, Joseph, always. That is one thing that is never lacking. Um, but this has been awesome, man. It's been a great experience. Loved it. Love to be back here with Coach Mata. Um, it's good to have him back coaching again. So um, it's been fun so far. Been a busy summer, just getting the family moved to Indy and and learning our team. So it's been fun. We had a European trip. It was, it's gone fast. I love it. We we're we're very happy for you. You know, it's it's could turn into a potential rivalry, which would be exciting. Everyone knows about the former and future and past coaches. Well, I'm sure we'll jump into that. But most importantly, how is the, how's the team looking? We're getting better. We're getting better. The uh, Big East is going to be extremely tough this year, as everyone knows. Um, but we were lucky to have a European trip this summer. So we got to do that in August, got some practice time. And, and honestly, man, just from – first week of practice and and from then until what we were before the European trip we've gotten a lot better um you know we've we've gotten to know our guys a little more obviously with with coach getting hired when he did and getting the assistants together and then the support staff it's uh it's been a wild summer but we've had some good practices and we're, we're getting ready for the season man one thing that is hilarious I don't even know if hilarious is the right word but is insane is before you know, I, obviously we knew we were talking with you today. I wanted to look up who the head coaches were in the Big East because uh, when, when Coach Mata got hired, it kind of wrapped up um, the, the, the open positions. And just to name a few guys that are coaching in the Big East now, you've got Thad Mata, of course. Dan Hurley is relatively new. Patrick Ewing, relatively new. Shaka Smart, relatively new. Sean Miller, brand new. Um, I mean, it, that's just insane, right? We didn't even talk about Greg McDermott or Ed Cooley. Like, I mean, it, my question, Holloway, Seton yeah, Hall. right, exactly. I mean, like, it, is it the best top to bottom coaches in the entire country? Uh, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> do, you mean, even you know to, a, do you even know what a coach, coach does yet? <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> coach Neptune at Villanova. I mean, it's his first year at Villanova. I mean, it's, uh, the conference is going to be crazy. I mean, it's like you said, all the, all the coaches you just named, it's, you know, a lot of newer coaches to the conference, but guys who have crazy experience in college basketball, who have had a lot of success at big time schools in college basketball. So it'll be a fun challenge for us. Obviously we're looking forward to, to that first big East game, but um, it was fun. I think it's, it's good to see coach coach back in uh, back in that mode again. Um, he's got the juice again. So it's, it's been fun. Yeah, you mentioned Coach Neptune. His uh, coaching's out of this world. But um, <laughs> my my next hey, he's got hey, he's got to be doing something right, man, to to uh, to get a job at, at Villanova. You know, that's a it's a, do, it's a do incredible you get the thing, joke, John. Do you get yes, the joke? I get it. Okay, I get right. it. But I have I have a serious question. So, <laughs> you know, obviously you stayed tight with with Coach Mata over the years. Of course, played TBT, won a championship. 
Mata's gang, all that. Took the picture before the championship. Everyone knows that. We've had John <laughs> a bunch of times. My question, what, what was the conversation between you and coach? Did, was there any convincing needed? Were you like, coach, numbers-wise, you're going to have to throw in another X amount of, of money at me? Like, what was the combo? No, that that he didn't speak of any of that. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take this job. He called me. I was actually uh, still in Charlotte at the time. We were getting ready for, for playoff prep. Um, but he called me. He's like, I'm, I'm going to take the Butler job. And he's like, would you come with me? I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> of course. I didn't know what my position was. What sat, I didn't know anything. I mean, probably a little uh, jumped the gun a little bit. But I was like, yeah, I would, like, hold on. I got to, you know, I want to finish out here. And obviously, I, I finished my job in Charlotte, talked to Coach Brego at the time to see what other opportunities were, were still there in Charlotte. But um, and also still needed to talk to my wife. Most importantly, probably should tell her that we're just going to, you know, <laughs> up and move, but um, no, man, I was, I was excited. And like you, like you said, I've, I've kept in contact with coach, um, you know, since I left Ohio state as a player, um, you know, him and his, his family are family to us. And uh, it's been, it's been great to, for him, it's been an honor for him to ask me to come and join the staff. And it was kind of a no brainer for me. So I, Obviously, there are a few people that are as close to Coach Mata and stayed as close with him after, uh, you know, he left Ohio State. And I'm sure every year uh, you – it came up in conversation, are you going to get back into coaching? Um, what do you think is different about now for him, the, to, to, the timing now to take the Butler job? Well, why, why now? Why this year? Why Butler? This is home for him. I think, um, and if you ask him the same question, he would tell you there's not too many people out there that, that care as much about this place as that he does. You know, his daughters uh, both went here. One still goes to school here. Um, this place means something to him. Um, you know, he played here, coached here. So I think it's, it's just kind of a perfect fit. You know, it's kind of coming back home for him. Sometimes coaching staffs are, are made up of a bunch of random people from different schools, different upbringings. So a rare situation where you got you and Odin and Coach Mata, who all have had similar, you know, practices and, and all that kind of stuff at the at the college level. Is there anything that you told him, told him like, hey, coach, we're not doing this anymore. This doesn't <laughs> fly anymore. This drill, I never thought it was effective then. Any Anything that you've, like – and gotten rid of to answer your question no but i will say if greg had a suggestion because he probably treated greg a little different <laughs> than myself um you know greg if greg wanted to get out of something in practice and his one year in college he probably could have uh, he was he was pretty good so um <laughs> but he was he was probably the rare instance but for myself you know i was no i don't i don't suggest too many things but no man it's it's awesome i've i've known greg since since college um you know joey he always just come back to ohio state in the summertime and um to to work with him has been great and i think uh you know even coach kuick who was uh, at ohio state when i was there having guys who kind of know how coach mata is um how he likes to play how he runs his practices is always good to have especially with the new staff so, so let me ask you this kind of like a follow-up question do you think his coaching style or anything about Coach Mata has changed since, you know, you played for him, what was it, 45 years ago or whatever it was? 50. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's obviously certain things that that um, he's tweaked. Um, you know, obviously, depending on the team that you have, that he has, he's adjusted it to our team. But, you know, he does a lot of similar things, um, just kind of how he runs his practice, uh, terminology, things like that. It's, uh, you know, it's been kind of – cool and nostalgic for me to to sit in on meetings and hear those things and go over drills that we do in press. I'm like, Oh man, I remember that drill. Like yeah. I probably wasn't, especially the defensive ones that I was not good at, but, uh, but no, it's cool. It's cool to see him. Um, like I said, kind of back in that coaching chair and, and put that hat on. And um, obviously you have to adapt. And I think he's done a great job with uh, adapting to, to know how, how college basketball is now. How much have you been able to pay attention to the rest of the country? The last, I don't mean like politically, I mean like other college <laughs> basketball teams outside of, you know, you got the X amount of games on your schedule, but how much 
you know, other quote unquote scouting and looking around have you been able to do? Honestly, like not very much at all. Like it has been, it has been a crazy summer. So I ended on a Friday in Charlotte and started here on a Monday (laughs) and was back and forth in the summer. Um, You know, we obviously were selling our house in Columbus, trying to get moved here. And that was a wild process in itself. Trying to move your family with two toddlers is not an easy thing. And then we had the European trip. So um, it was, it was crazy back and forth. You know, I'd go back to Columbus, see my family on the weekends. And, and honestly, we were just focused on, on getting to know our current guys. I mean, first we had to make sure everyone came back because everyone entered the transfer portal when, you know, the previous staff was let go. So we had to make sure we had a team first. Um, but luckily, thank goodness, everyone came back that we, that we needed to come back. And then obviously hitting the transfer portal. I think, uh, we got the guys that we wanted in the transfer portal, but on top of, you know, getting to know our players on our team now, you know, with when coach was hired, we were kind of behind the eight ball on on recruiting. So we had to, you know, you got to recruit in the summer. And so we also, you know, hiring the assistant coaches and one of the assistant coaches got a head coaching job at Evansville. So we had to bring in another assistant. Um, It was just like, man, this summer was crazy. It was crazy for everyone. And like I said, not just for me, everyone's trying to get their families here. And, and like I said, we had the European tour. So we got to practice. We had those 10 days of practice. Um, it was wild, man. It was wild. We were really just kind of focused on our guys and trying to get caught up on where we need to be recruiting wise. So we did not pay much attention to college basketball in the country. <laughs> if that was a very, very long answer to a very simple question. So no, we did not. Sounds like, sounds like you were definitely busy and sounds like you're going to be busy the next few months. What does uh, PTO look like under coach Mata as a boss? How many days? <laughs> Is it, it's all about the NCAA, man. You get, how, what's the, uh, what's for how many days you get? You gotta, off? you have to get one day off a week from practice. That's right. Yeah. You get the, uh, the players. <laughs> coach is generous man he's obviously we we like to come in and get our work done but but he's always been like that like he's not a you're gonna be here 24 hours seven days a week like no but we we come in we have a job to do once we get our job done you know he wants us to go be with us with our families i imagine he is a uh, a very easy guy to work for um i i do want to talk more about butler the university because and this is no shot to Ohio State at all, but everybody knows Ohio State's a football school. Obviously, no one knows that better than probably the three guys that are in the Zoom right now, right? But Butler is a basketball school with the greatest basketball stadium maybe in the country and with some of the best fans. Um, is is that something that beyond coach, uh, coaching with Coach Mata, beyond staying in the basketball world, being with Gio, all that stuff, is that something that is maybe at the top of the list in terms of what you're excited for for this year? Yeah, it's cool, man. Like, it's very easy to take for granted Hinkle Fieldhouse when you come in here every single day and you practice every single day in here. Like, you just kind of have to sometimes, like, stop. You're like, this is awesome. Like, this is truly one of the great venues of college. Like, it is awesome. Um, And I'm 0-2 here as a player, so I'm excited to hopefully get some wins here. You played there Uh, twice? Yeah, we played uh, my freshman year, and then my junior year was the game after Evan broke his back. First game after wow. Evan broke I, his back. I did not know you guys played at Butler. Yeah. That's so. That, man, I can't – Andrew, how excited are you? Question for you, Andrew. How excited are you to go to a Butler game? I'm excited. I'm going to definitely try and get to, like, Butler Marquette. It's, that's so close to me. There you go. Oh, you're no, but to, like the, you're the crazy thing is, Marquette instead of going to no, I'll, no. I'll definitely, I'll definitely go to <laughs> go to Hinkle, but it's like an hour drive from me to, yeah, no. to Marquette. But, but this is, but this is what's wild, fellas. Like this place is awesome. So like, there's tours that come in and out of this building every day. Like we'll be in practicing and like we'll have to like close the curtains to the gym and like because people are taking tours here. Like you have groups of people coming to Hinkle daily, taking the tour of the facility. Yeah. That's just different. So cool. It's awesome. I I don't did I even, I don't know if I said this when we were talking before or when we were recording. I don't remember, but like I when I was in high school, I wrote a letter to Brad Stevens. I was like, hey, I I want I I fit the Butler mold. Like I'm a short white point guard who can shoot, take care of the ball. 
Like you need me. That Can not, you shoot? I could back then. Yeah. Now you just play golf every day. Yeah. Well, I can still shoot, but it's just you ever hit a hole in one. Have you? Yes. <laughs> on your on your second shot after one in the water. Don't worry about it. It's a hole in one. That's that's an all time drive the lane moment. Is having you on the like the next day after you hit a hole in one. <laughs> and you, and, but it hole in one when you came on the show. You're like, yeah, like well, hit my first one and couldn't find it, so I just reteed and. and <laughs> greatest uh, shot i've ever had in my life in yeah, any sporting part. in any sporting capacity it's the greatest par anyone's ever had relax i didn't use my breakfast ball <laughs> oh, man. I, I have Don't a get... i have a super serious question <laughs> what does the scouting report look like for tiffin we have not started that yet you got but... bigger fish to fry andrew no oh we're gonna be ready for tiffin Tiffin's actually. Oh, that's not what I mean. Fun. They're talking about. They're thinking about how they're going to get better at practice tomorrow, not how they're. Gonna yes, get absolutely, one hundred percent. But Tiffin, man, that's that's up by Upper Sandusky, where I went to high school, twenty minutes north. I was actually really excited for that. But they, I think Butler played them last year in, in the exhibition game. It was a really close game. Like they're not. Those those games are not easy games, man. Those guys can play. Are you happy? Excited? frustrated what emotion comes to mind when you see a big 10 i've got the schedule pulled up do not have the butler schedule memorized what what emotions come to your mind when you see penn state early on a big 10 matchup early on on the schedule i like that place i have a you like couple, that place i like that place andrew you know anything about john Diebler in that arena i think you made what was it 37 threes in in one game there <laughs> Remember, we've gone over this. I made the video with three's a magic yeah. number to that game. <laughs> what? <laughs> about no, that. Listen, that'll be a tough game. That'll be a tough game. Um, I mean, the Big Ten is tough. There's no, there's no easy game on the road in the Big Ten. So, I mean, we have, gosh, we have to go to Cal. We have Kansas State coming here. We have the battle for Atlantis, Tennessee, first game in the battle for Atlantis. So, it'll be... It'll be fun. It'll be good for us. It'll get us ready for the Big East. One one final scheduling question. So round two in the battle for Atlantis <laughs> is BYU or USC. Who would you rather play? I don't know anything about either. Just your team. gut. In your gut. Who would you yeah. rather play? In your gut. I I really don't have an like. Jimmer, Jimmer's any, on, I don't know anything about them. Jimmer's, Jimmer's on, BYU, on BYU. DeMar DeRozan. Yes. Is on USC. Who would you rather play? <laughs> I don't know. And Gordon Hayward is on Butler, and you're playing. <laughs> we got we got Gordon and Shelvin Mack and Matt. Yeah, Howard. you're playing, and you're playing. Too. Oh, and I'm playing now. Yeah. But then it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. But okay, fine. Who would yeah. you guys prefer us to play? I mean, I'd rather see you guys play Jimmer. No, I want to see. I want to see you try to scheme up some some coaching for Demar Derozan, the mid range. That'd be monster. pretty tough. Yeah, that'd be pretty tough. But mid range, yeah, I got him. to see enough of his game in the NBA last year when I was cutting up video for Charlotte. So he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's all right. I bet the Bulls trade him this year, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, my my last Butler question for you. Um, a lot of Ohio State fans are slowly like converted semi to be Butler fan. Like they'll be rooting for them, obviously. Like me and Andrew. I'm not converting, but like, you know what I mean? I, I want to I want to see Coach Mata be successful, obviously. Therefore I'm a Butler fan. Um who who are some of the guys on the team that we should be looking out for? Man, we've we've got a good group. Honestly, the of the new guys, I mean, we really did a good job in the transfer portal. We got Eric Hunter who we spoke about um before um from Purdue. Really good guard. We got Manny Bates, big guy from NC State, and even uh, Jalen Thomas from Georgia, Georgia State, who you know had a pretty good game in the tournament. Um, and then Ali Ali from Akron. I was at that Akron game when they played. Very good player. Um, but I mean, and some of the returning guys, Seamus, Lukosius, um, Chuck Harris was a leading scorer last year. He was a returner. Jane Taylor. I mean, we got a lot of guys that can that can do well. Um, and again, I think the biggest thing for us is kind of getting to know our guys this summer, seeing what their strengths are, where we can put them to be successful on the court. And guys are working hard. They've gotten better in the summer. Um, 
you know, we, we got to improve our three point shooting percentage from last year. So hopefully, hopefully we can do that, but, um, it'll be fun, man. I think, I think it'll be a fun season. Guys are excited. I think guys are enjoying how coach, how his style of play is. So it's been, I think it's been a breath of fresh air for them and guys are working hard. My, my last question for you, knowing this team and knowing coach Mata's style, if you could pull any former Ohio state teammate to add to this team, who would you pick? Of my team, my teammates, your teammates, or, or my teammates, Evan Turner. Oh, okay, that's an easy one. Pretty good answer. What about not Evan? Uh, Jared. Yeah, Jared Sully. Yeah, and then, I mean, then probably Dave, Will, or Kraft. So you just don't want Coach Odin with you. I never played with him. You said me and him in practice together. No, he came. He would come back. Yeah. Oh, in the wow. summers. That's what about hand. you? Don't not Titus doesn't fit in well with with the Butler scheme. Titus, Titus came here. I got to see Titus. I imagine he'll be there a lot. Well, uh, Titus would fit in because he can shoot. <laughs> but I mean, he wasn't as good as those other guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That, that looked like you really enjoyed saying that. <laughs> I love Titus. <laughs> Titus is the man. He's the man. I, he he I, did though. He came back here and it was awesome to see him. He, he sat, saw Coach Greg and I. He always comes back for the Indy Five Hundred. So, but <laughs> I would uh, I'd imagine that he's gonna that we'll, we'll talk about converted Buckeye fans. He's a hundred percent a bigger Butler fan than Ohio State fan now. I would imagine. Not to put words in his. I don't know, man. It's close. I mean, he's an indie guy. He's a modern he guy. Brownsburg. Know, we have a guy good. on our team, Pierce Thomas from Brownsburg, and I told him that he's like the fifth most popular Brownsburg alum ever. <laughs> and he gets behind behind Gordon Hayward. Behind... No, I say Titus is number one. Oh, Titus is. I was. Well, I Titus, was just listening. Titus, guys. then Gordon, then. Mavanga, Julian Mavanga, then his sister, and then Pierce. Steph. What uh you know that Titus played for Brad Stevens? <laughs> what? Yeah, ask him about it. Brad Stevens was like his eighth grade coach or something. That is awesome. Titus yeah. is great. I emailed or I wrote a letter to Brad Stevens when I was in high school and told him that he should <laughs> let me come play there. <laughs> yeah, I bet it works, idiot. <laughs> Uh, John, my last question before we end the show, how we, how, or end the interview, how we always end the interview. Do you hit 12 against the two when the dealer's showing a two? Uh, is, that, is that how y'all – I'm not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to answer that question. Right. That's, that's go, fine. In, go into how we always end it. Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry, I, sorry. That isn't how we always end it. Um. So it's actually sponsored, John, this segment by our, our good friends at Brainfield is presenting sponsors of Drive the Lane. And when we do come to um, a Butler game, we'll bring a huge case of Brainfield for the whole team to try. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's actually really, really tasty. Um, really? Yeah. And we'll make sure to, to, to bring you some. But obviously, everybody knows, John, you know better than everybody else. Uh, the last question, do you, do you have any questions for us? Um, oh, I'm trying it's to think of some questions I would ask. What would I always ask you guys? The most ridiculous random things. I mean, it doesn't have to be about basketball. It could be about life. It could be, a, yeah. it could be about basketball. Um, no, we've been talking about basketball the whole time. Yeah, well, I already asked you if you've ever hit a hole in, hole in one, and we know that answer. It's no, that's sadly no. Turtle, have you ever hit a hole in one? I've not. I actually have been this close, but it doesn't but matter. You have it. But I you have not, it. but I have been this close, which technically I made that putt and that was a two and you got a three. <laughs> I got a hole in one. And you're a hole in one. <laughs> that's a good, Andrew, that's a great point you make there. Great I actually point, have had a hole it, in one. It's, it not was valid. it's not valid because I hit a hole in one. No, I actually, I'm on your side for that hole pun intended, whole hole-in-one thing, I think it's a hole-in-one. And I would celebrate that I got a hole-in-one. We celebrated like it was. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
I don't make the pool. They said that the guys I was playing with are like, oh man, you didn't use your bracket. I didn't, I didn't do that. They literally. It doesn't matter. I, you can put a one on your scorecard. That's fine. But you better not say I have a hole in one. I'm not a professional golfer. So. Right. But, but like you, nothing. It's so funny because clearly it doesn't matter. But like, to me, it does, it's not legit. Like it, like it's great. It's amazing. But it's, if it was like my third one, I'd be like, yeah, it's, I have, I have three, but it's really two. But since it's, since it was my first, I would not, I would say, well, I don't have one, but I did make a hole in one on my third shot. No, because it was the first one because it was my first ever. Do you ever get a breakfast ball? Not if you're keeping a legit score. So you never get a breakfast ball. Of course I do. Okay, that's it. It's done. That's it. Yeah, but if it, but hold, it. the whole the hole that you get a breakfast ball is the first hole when you have your some first. Some people swing. play. You get it for any hole on the first nine. Some, Just but then it's a mulligan. Some but then it's a mulligan, not a breakfast a mulligan ball. on any hole. Okay, well then there you go. But that's a mulligan, not a breakfast ball. And a mulligan. Well, said, Joey, Joey, Listen, let me ask you this. I don't let me ask you this. And if you were if you were practicing for a tournament and yeah. you went up to the tee and took like ten tee shots on a par three and you made one of them when you say on one of the 10 i got a hole in one <laughs> that's it, it, when you put it that way sure but i don't think that he would first of all when you when you when you play a practice round in college or in professional golf you can only hit two tee shots no i'm not saying you're playing a practice just, round you're just like you say, it's just like it's your country yeah you're out there oh, doing your, you're, you're out there with sitting the there pro, you're out there with it's the not a, that, okay like but it's not a it's not a round it, it's the same thing like if you play in a par three course you make a hole in one like i don't know if that technically really counts as a okay as like but a, i'm not one on okay your but in my defense i wasn't playing in like the saturday league i was just I, playing with my right. buddies no and i and and like i said from the top it's like you put a hole in one on the scorecard you do whatever you want i yeah. don't care just me personally when you're I just playing count. with your buddies do you ever take gimmies of course. Okay, it's done. It's done. Done. We're done. Did you take a gimme off the tee? I mean, I don't hole know. One. Hole in one, turtle, tell him in your face. No, I think I think it's a hole in one. I also think if you, like, fucking hit a terrible shot and went in the water and you're like, you look, everyone looks around, no one wants to say anything because, like, oh, everyone's everyone wants to laugh when you hit in the water, but you really just. They're the ones that told me to just shoot again. Exactly. If you say, if you say, no one saw that. That you say, I'm hitting, an, I'm hitting another one, and you hit it. You're going just as crazy. Yeah. That's not what I'm arguing. I go bananas. That's, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Deebler, I'm with you. Yes, Joey. I wasn't playing in an actual league where <laughs> I had I my super card at the end of the round. Did, did you at least shoot your career best when you had a hole in one? No. I played probably the worst I've ever played after that. And guess what? It didn't matter because I was too busy calling everyone in my contacts and telling them I hit a hole in one. Tell them I made a, made a three. No, for, what for what it's worth, I got called about the hole in one and I did not get a text back when I said congrats on the new coaching job. So you're lucky I'm on your side. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> I remember exactly where I was when I got the call from you. I was on hole 10, 11, 12, 13 at the golf club at Dublin on the tee. And you were like, Joey, I just made a hole-in-one where I'm going nuts. Like, I'm playing with random people on the golf course. Like, well, they random a... people. They were my friends, but it wasn't random. I'm playing with random people. Oh. I was. And uh, and I was like, oh, my buddy just made a hole-in-one. And then we keep – and then I get back in the cart and I'm driving. And you're like, yeah, you know, I first one I hit in the water. And I was like, well, that, that doesn't count. It's not the same. I can't believe you're calling everybody. Counts. Like, counts. It counts. Turtle, I appreciate it. How far was the hole? 148 out, nine what, iron. What, nine iron? Nice. Nice. I'm just, maybe I'm just jealous at the end of the day. I'm just jealous. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. All right. Debo, you got anything else before we let you get out of here? What are you guys eating for dinner tonight? Because I'm absolutely starving. Oh, great question. I, I went on a three day juice cleanse last week. Um, so I've been like in the mood for a lot of different foods lately. Um, I've also been really under the weather and haven't had the greatest appetite. So I don't even know what I'm hungry for, but I haven't, but pop belly, I have a free sub at pop belly right now. So I might go use my free sub. You see they have pastrami now. I got an email about it. 
do they? Yeah. Interesting. What's your favorite burger spots? In terms of what? Fast casual, fast sure. food, yeah. normal? Yeah. Shake Shack is the best. Let's the go! Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Great Shake Shack is the best. Not even close. I agree. I agree 100%. It's not even close. If I, I ever, was a little less expensive. If I yeah, ever am like, if I ever am like, I'm going to get a burger and fries right now, then I'm, I always do McDonald's and add another item. What is oh. wrong? Whenever I get fast food, it's McDonald's. Few and fast food. food. That's a different tier. That's a different category than Shake Shack. Yeah. I don't ever if, get. If I don't you are ever, doing fast food, that's the worst. That's the worst burger. I, really? I don't do that middle ground. I, I either go like burger from a nice place or fast food. I don't really do the middle. You're missing place. out, Andrew. I know. Shake Shack is like I don't ever do like a Shake Shack elite. or a Five Guys. Shake Shack oh. is elite. Yeah, Shake Shack is. What shake do you get from Shake Shack? I just get a chocolate one. I'm a I'm a chocolate guy as well. I don't usually get a shake though. I usually just go burger, burger and fries. I want them to bring back the buffalo chicken sandwich because that was un. Their, their chicken sandwiches are insane. Shake Shack is so underrated. It's it's like it's yeah. ridiculous. Maybe they should sponsor this since we're shouting them out. God, could you imagine? Clip this, Andrew. <laughs> I like it. Send it to him. Send it to him. I like Maybe imagine if they get a little NIL. Butler deal. University, we support Shake Shack. That's right. Go Bulldogs. <laughs> Is there a Shake Shack near you? Uh, there's one downtown. We'll get them to cater. We'll get them to cater. Because we have that much. Because drive lane, we can do things like that, you know? Last question. What is that clock behind you? Because it hasn't changed and it's bugging me. Um, that would be the clock that's out in the gym, and I don't know why it's like that. Okay. Because I was, like, looking at my phone. I'm like, I know I'm an hour behind, so that's been bothering me. For those of you who can't see, John's phone – or John's clock has said 4.53 for the past hour. So we That's will... just classic. Wait, Andrew who you got never... right there? Who you got right there behind you? What? On the wall. It was Gordon Hayward. That was Gordon Hayward. Hey. That was, uh, I was going to say that's classic Andrew not being a college basketball player and knowing that the clock in the locker room is the clock on the court so that you know lock in, turtle. before the game and well, halftime. What, what, what percentage of our listeners do you think are former college basketball players? I think it's a little disrespectful that the <laughs> setting was not set for the non-college basketball players. You should have sat true. down and said, hey, guys – this clock over my shoulder. Joey, I know you know that this is the clock from the gym but for all the watchers and listeners that are not former college basketball players, which is probably 99.9%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to right, Andrew Dockage if he's listening, though. That's probably the only guy that made Andrew. me. Andrew. All right, John, we'll let, we'll let you go. You're a busy and, guy. And there's no, no way appreciate it, man. Always fun. We'll talk to you soon. See you in Hinkle right, soon. guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya. All right, we hope you enjoyed that interview with John Diebler and this whole episode overall. We talked a lot of golf. Joey, I want to run a golf game by you that my friend came up with over the week. I was at a lake house over the weekend with my girlfriend and another couple. Must be nice. It was very fun. And the other girl came up with an idea. For a golf game, it's a nine-hole game because we were only able to play nine, okay? Okay. Long story short, you play the first hole, and and that score on, on hole one, like let's say you get a five, okay, is your, is your floater score. You keep it in your back pocket, all right? Okay. And then you play hole two through five, and that's the front, and six through nine, and that's the back. And you can replace any hole with the whole one score. So wow. So if you if you birdie, if you birdie you every hole, you would ne- there's there's a chance you would never use it. But if you have like a no, if you if you if it was a par four and you made a three, in theory, you could shoot nine under. No, because- you, no, 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 no. You only get to replace one hole. Oh, okay. So like you play, so like me and you would play against each other on the first four or the two through five. Basically, yeah. it's just a way to play a game and gamble when you're only playing nine. So I like we, we play two through five, we shoot a combined score of twenty, but I can go pull one of my scores away. Fun game, 
it was it was definitely fun um, i'm in i'm in for that it's like uh another thing that i like uh, i haven't done but i like when i see them it's it's similar ish reverse mulligans like you make a you make a six sand shot and you hit it for like two inches You're like oh man that was awesome yeah you too bad you have to do it again <laughs> reverse <laughs> mulligan that's, I think that's funny. so funny that's funny i like that yeah or like you make like a 30 footer to win the hole it's like yeah you, you have to make it again i like it any anything else before we get out of here i heard you had mentioned a story yeah quickly um so we talked about on the top obviously butler their coach bad mata was the coach at ohio state ohio state's coach chris holman was the coach at butler which is crazy it's insane um many people know that we play when Holt came to Ohio state and motto was retired. We played Butler early on in the season at the PK 80 in our third game there. And we blew a 15 point lead with like two minutes left. And it was crazy. What people don't know is that rewind six months ago, coach Mata has a great relationship with the university of Butler, like, or Butler university, whatever it is. Sorry. Um, we were going to fly out to Portland with the Butler team, like share a plane and fly out with Butler. Cause like, you know, it's, it's a long flight. Like we were going to drive and meet in the middle and leave together and share a plane. It's just easy. You know, like we, that way we could get a huge plane, be way co- more comfortable, like yada, yada, yada. Uh, obviously that plan had to be, that plan got the kibosh when, uh, when Holman got hired by Ohio state. So, so Yeah. Pretty funny. That's crazy, but wouldn't that be weird on the way home no matter what? No, because we it wasn't set in stone that they were, we were going to play each other. Oh, and also, like, even if you did play each other, if one of you won, wouldn't you be going home earlier or vice versa? No, no, it was... Two games no matter what? The only... It was three games no matter what. The only way we'd play them is in the last game, so we would have left together. It, everybody leaves at the same day, but... um there was no I just remember that when it first came out I was like all I knew was we were playing Gonzaga and I didn't even look ahead when Holman got hired I remember being with Dockage and being like you know we're gonna play Butler right like that's just how the world works sure enough play Butler so yeah it's a fun story though that's crazy that is a pretty crazy story it's pretty wild so shout out shout out Holt shout out Mata shout out um, brain fuel presenting sponsors go to b-r-e-i-n-f-u-e-l.com shout out to denny does the intro and outro check out his music newest song situation you can listen to it now ohio state football let's let's have a close game what about a what about a 20 point win make it interesting yeah what about a 20 point win but it's like you're only up 13 and a half yeah i love it what yeah. if we're only up seven and a half? Well, we don't want to like get crazy, Joey. Yeah, I know you're right. They should beat Michigan State by hundred. Iowa will be a muddy, mucky game, and then Penn State is. You know, you know what's going to happen is Penn State is going to lose between now. Yeah, that's and when they play. Ohio that's State. the rule of Ohio State sports. That's just yeah. how it works. Let me let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up Penn State schedule real quick, so we can just tell you who they're going to lose to now. Exactly. So Ohio State. Penn, so let's see. Oh, don't worry. Bye week this week, but next week at Michigan. So they will not be undefeated when Ohio State plays them. But in theory, if they beat Michigan, it makes it a very exciting game for us. But it won't happen. Right, but then it makes the Michigan game less exciting. So it's but the Michigan game is always the Michigan game. True. Pick your battles. I would rather a undefeated Penn State and a one-loss Michigan. Yeah, I, I hear you. All right. I, I am mad at you, cuz. Buckle up. Drive the lane. Go Buckeyes. See you at the butcher's tab. Clocking out early. That's the dish I don't like. Been getting paid since I was riding on the bike. Hit the pedal with the eighth. Hopping on the ninth flight. I've been chilling out of sight. I'll be at the bar tonight. Told the bartender, go and take my car to swipe. You try the same thing, but your car get declined. White rappers nowadays know we're not too hard to find. I'm so dapper with my ways, I'm gon' linger in your mind Always told me good things, welcome to those who are patient But I've been way too patient, riding bars in my basement I'm anxious in the real world, it's time for me to say this The basics, the talent in my mind, I can't waste it My life is too 
to get a new facelift Coming from the underground and busting through the pavement Rock with it, and lean with it My team win it, my team win it Now rock with it, and lean with it My team turn up, when I spit it Now rock with it, and lean with it My team win it, my team win it Now rock with it, and lean with it My team turn up, when I spit it Don't think that I'm playing because I'm saving the game And I said that I will be more because oh yeah that it's so raving Racing and pacing around all these lames in my lane Out my way unless you're trying to pay me from the playpen is coming from the jungle when you hear the bell you better be ready to rumble because i'ma grab the gloves and i'm gonna flex my muscles go ahead and spit some bars but you're probably just gonna mumble a lot of rappers these days really need to get them humble because they think they at the top they better stop before they stumble because i'm swiping all their bitties while they swipe it right up bumble and your girl he calls me daddy but she only calls you uncle but no we not related homie no we not some fam you never get in clubs you can't even get in sand you never get in like the Browns from the land When push comes to shove Wave the 